0: Welcome in. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com. I'm Chad Brendel. He's Dave Simone. Make sure you're getting to the Holy Grail. You're going to a Reds game. Get to the Holy Grail early. Get you some beers. Get you an appetizer, a burger, some pizza. And uh, enjoy your afternoon downtown before you hit up Great American Ballpark. Capacity expanding. Coming up next week, 40% you'll be allowed uh, into the game. Uh, Hopefully the Reds will still be relevant by then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or you can just stay at Holy Grail and have a lot more fun.
0: Yeah, one of the two. Don't go to the game. Stay at Holy Grail. Watch the game on the TVs and uh, enjoy your time. So uh, make sure you do that. Dave, I'm tired, man. It's been a long day. Me too. It's been a long day. Biggest week ever for the BCJ podcast. Uh, when you we 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 beef we fudged our numbers a little bit with the uh, with the surprise Wes Miller interview drop on Sunday night, but uh, over ten thousand listens this week here on the BCJ podcast network, and uh, that's pretty big time. Might be a, might be some changes coming up as uh, we potentially enter the twenty four seven sports podcast network which means no more sorry, Dan's. Um, I wonder if I wonder if they get mad if we like beep them. Like can, can we beep cuss words?
1: Like we, does that mean like we don't have any more Dave
0: After Darks? Uh, we probably just have to do it like outside of the, the 24-7 sports network. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, and, and they want shorter shows. They, they don't like the 90-minute, the two-hour shows. They want us to stay around an hour.
1: We have breaking news. What's that? We have uh the new uh, we have the new Bearcat men's basketball gif, which I guess means commitment.
0: Yes, we are on just, commitment just watch. Dropped. We are on commitment watch as this podcast happens. So uh, yes, that is that is correct. So. Um, when it happens, we'll talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna do football first, and then when that commitment goes down, we'll be clear to talk about it uh, on the rest of the podcast. I just sent out the the BCJ the the Bearcat Journal signal. So I'm
1: gonna have to come up with a fun one for basketball now.
0: You are. I, I don't think we're done. I think today, you know, I think we'll we'll be busy today. I think we might be busy tomorrow our members will be happy to know tomorrow signifies uh, Chad back on the road to hit the AAU scene. Dave, everything is, everything's starting to uh, get back to normal. Together. It's it's starting to get back to normal. Uh, I will be in Louisville tomorrow and part of Saturday uh, at an AAU event next weekend. I'll be in Fort Wayne. For my favorite AAU event every year, uh, up at the the Spees Fieldhouse, mainly because I get Oli's pizza uh, on my way home, so I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, we got we got football camps coming up in June. We got July AAU recruiting with coaches back on the road. It's it's we're rolling, Dave. We're rolling right now. That's right. Everybody thinks, look, here's the thing. Here, here's where you got, here's where you got to understand. Everybody thinks because like, you know, basketball season's over spring football. The final practice was today that coverage at Bearcat Journal is, is going to slow down for the summer. That's not how it works here. That's not how it works here. We work all summer. We get you through May, June, July, tons of recruiting information. And then in August, we run it back to Camp Higher Ground. So there's no stopping the Bearcat Journal train. We have the, the number of new members, and thank you all. Welcome to the site. If you're, uh, if you're a new member or that, that has recently joined over the past two months, we've gained about 250 members since the start of March, um, which is unbelievable, To hard to even get my head around the growth that the site has seen. But uh, don't expect, just because we're getting into May, June, and July, that things are going to slow down at Bearcat Journal. So let's get to it, Dave. Spring football is done. Unfortunately, I was uh, unable to get to practice today, which stinks, but had a family obligation for a uh, for a funeral. And, uh, you know, that stinks, but what can you do? Uh let's get to the spring game. We we didn't touch on it much on the BBP because we had Brady on. We let Brady kind of give his thoughts, but uh when you weren't chumming it up with Dan Horde, you and Dan Horde knew best friends.
1: Right. I feel for- like I've almost converted him and, and my guy Sal Palantonio today laid out some some pretty heavy info. But yes, Dan and I uh, for the second half of the spring game, I think we're chatting it up. But uh,
0: defense, 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 man. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that was the storyline coming into the spring. That's the storyline exiting the spring. And it
1: shouldn't really They're be absurd. a surprise. No. It's, it's spring football. You return – I mean, yes, we're returning a lot of guys on offense as well. But, like, you're returning almost every impactful player on the top five defense nationally. I think it's – realistic to just say that they were going to pretty much dominate most of the spring in the spring game. And that's exactly what they did.
0: Yes. And I mean, the offense at the end did find some life finally. Sure. Um, towards, you know, I guess the fourth quarter, you would call it, yeah. uh, the, the, the first and second team offense put together a couple, drives that, you know, uh, were impressive, including a long touchdown pass to Jordan Jones. And then that move by Will Pauling for the touchdown he scored, that is not something a freshman should be able to do, Dave. No. Catch it, spin move, catch it, spin move out of the catch into a uh, jock-dropping hesitation move and then sprint to the end zone was like, oh, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I was looking for when we talked the week of and – it's so what we saw. Like I wanted to see what the young receivers had, and they all a bunch of them made plays. I mean, he he had that catch. Marquise Bell or Marquez Bell continues to impress. Chris Scott had a really, really nice one-handed catch over the middle. Um, Tyler Scott was a little quiet, but um, but we knew what he can do. He's he did he made plays all spring, but
0: yeah. I mean, he made quite a few plays in that game. He made probably four or five different catches. He didn't have any like jaw dropping plays, but the thing with Tyler Scott is he's always open. Yeah. So if you want a completion, look to Tyler Scott.
1: They would have had a better a 60, 70 yard touchdown. Des overthrew him. Um, yeah. But I mean, you're, we got, you know, freshmen, redshirt freshmen, however they're going to be categorized with, with what's happened this year. I mean, four or five, six guys that a couple years ago, you'd have been like, those dudes are starting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, you know, you, you, you go on to the defense, like you, you had Sammy Anderson make a big play. Um, it Just the depth, especially in that that secondary and along the defensive line is, it's insane to see it like in action because it just doesn't make any sense that you're you're going so far down the roster to, to to look at guys that are like that guy can play that guy can play that guy can play.
1: do we do we say it now like Joan Briggs is the best player on defense?
0: Oh, I'm not ready to go my say is still pretty good. He is. is still pretty good.
1: but we've never seen anybody like Joan Briggs.
0: No, Dan and I were talking about that, and I'm sure you guys probably talked yeah, about yeah, it too. He asked
1: me too. Like, he's just different. Yeah. Like, and and I'm not even meaning like from a football standpoint. Like, you just look at him, and he's just different. The closest it, it, guy. I mean, I don't know what you said. The closest I said guy wolf. I said was Wolf, but he's still three inches shorter than Wolf. Yeah. But from just a physical, broad shoulders. You know, short area
0: quickness that like, that's the thing I mean, that just, he
1: made, he made some, and I don't know if they were, I don't know if it was against the one offensive line, the two up. I don't care. He made some plays just off the ball, like splitting dudes. Like just like, so you got my you got Malik. Now you got him. You got Jabari Taylor was awesome in this yeah.
0: game. Like how, are you gonna do anything and you don't have any time to throw or you don't have anywhere to throw to right because the guys everybody's covered covered it's, like, it's just crazy
1: like, i i shouldn't say best player but just like he just is like he's like oh yeah like he's that defensive lineman that you see at bama or ohio state that type of deal
0: yeah I mean that's why he was a top 75 player in the class. Just and he would have been at one of those places if he wasn't and he went to Virginia for the academics and and you know the 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 what all, what all goes with you know graduating from UVA or going to UVA. Um yeah, he's he's an animal. It's it, just watching him you can tell like one of these things is not like the other. To to harken back to my favorite show Sesame Street.
1: But yeah, I mean he's easily the like he just flashed so much just cuz you're you're wanting to watch and then you're like, "Oh man, it it's right there." Like yeah. It's everything that we've been talking about. You can put him wherever you want, too. And, and they that's, do. That's the scary they- thing is four man front, three man front, he can play outside, he can play inside. I mean, think about For- if you put him At three tech on a four-man front on the same side as Majay, who is blocking them?
0: Nobody. (laughs) Like he's been he's essentially been when they've gone through when they played 335, he's essentially been Majay's backup this entire time. Right. At rush end. Yeah. Looking like that. Because you know he does it differently than Maje, obviously, but he's just as effective in being just an absolute terror in the backfield.
1: He is how he is the reason I don't know how much you stick with the three three five.
0: I mean, if, if spring is any indication, they're they're sticking with it a lot. We we saw. More four-man fronts as we got towards the end of spring, I think, because you saw, you know, Trestle kind of working some stuff in and and, and playing with things a little bit more than he did at the beginning of spring, which makes perfect sense, right? Right. Like, when you first get here, you want to figure out what exactly they do well and, and, and what works and why. But as you get through spring and you get back towards the end of, you know 12, 13, 14, 15 practices. You start tinkering a little bit. We saw him towards the end of camp definitely tinker with that four man front a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and I just say it from the standpoint of 425, and you have my and Van, and then him at the three tech, and Brooks or Brown at nose. Yeah. And I just, I just laugh thinking about
0: it. Or, like or you, Jabari Taylor got, or uh, or Justin Watley.
1: You've got 260 as your rush end. You got three whatever as your three tech, another three Bills at nose, and then whatever Malik is as your strong side end. Like those are prototype Now, obviously, heights and stuff are a little bit different, but like. Those are prototypical sizes for NFL defensive lines that run four-man fronts.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's an embarrassment of riches.
1: So, yes, the 3-3-5 is the best defense to go up against offenses in the conference. Is it the best defense to fully utilize your talent? I think is the... Is kind of the push and pull of, of where we're at now. Yeah, you, for sure. When you add him to the mix, and he, I'm not he, saying I'm not saying do one or the other exclusively. I just think you have to play more four man front because he's awesome. So why would you not want him on the field?
0: I agree. Well, I, he definitely puts you in a, in a situation where you've got to at least reassess like what is going to be the best thing for us to do right
1: yes should we bring up There's, the other the other question that Dan asked us that I thought was interesting sure where would UC's number 2 defense rank in the American Athletic Conference
0: so are we is UC's number 2 defense a 335 with
1: Yes, it is.
0: Okay, then. Then second, third.
1: Uh, I said top three for sure, without knowing exactly what Tulsa brought back. Possibly second.
0: I mean, Tulsa doesn't have saving Collins.
1: No, but they still have player, and I think all of yeah, defensive the defensive backs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I but. I would take Briggs and. Oh, I'm not. Shep. I'm not saying, like. Tulsa,
1: like I'm not saying they're. They'd be head and yeah, shoulders. Yeah, it'd be
0: it'd be close with Tulsa, so second or third. And substa- probably substantially, ahead of everybody else. Like, who would be fourth?
1: Uh. Right, I mean, who would be fourth? UCF, but they were—they had to replace a ton: Richie Grant, Tay Gowan, and Aaron Robert. I mean, like three starting DBs. Plus, all yeah. those kids that got kicked off the team at the end of the year—they're oh, obviously not coming back. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, like. There's not a lot of uh stellar defenses in the league to put put to put this up against.
0: <laughs> no, that's the other thing. So um oh what what else you got? What else you want to talk about this spring? did you did you like what you saw from Evan Prater when he had a chance to like not run for his life?
1: He made a few plays. Uh he's still uh, I'll just say I really, really hope Des can uh, start and finish every game we play. I, I would, I did not come away, and I don't know if I expected to, but I did not come away thinking he's ready to step in against anyone other than Murray State and feel comfortable.
0: Uh, about oh come on you'd feel comfortable with him against Miami,
1: uh, yeah probably but not like <laughs> not real comfortable
0: yeah I mean, I think I mean, the, the hardest the set, hardest like, part <laughs> for him is that he, you ha- that's the the second team line just has no shot yeah no. they have no shot
1: no they don't and 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 you have to. You have to take that into consideration during your evaluation, like. But I still felt that there were, like he's. I think he's got a ways to go throwing the ball. Like even when he had time, his accuracy wasn't really good on Saturday. Um, he made plays outside the pocket when he had a chance. Um, yeah, but I wanted to see. I knew he could do that. I wanted to see him more in like the structure of the offense, but that's hard to do when your second team offensive line is getting their lunches handed to them.
0: They just have no chance. And it's not their fault. <laughs> no. Oh no.
1: I mean, nobody would, uh, nobody would have a chance. Like, this is, I'm not saying this is like a knock you know, on, on him or anything. I mean, it's just the way that going up against this defense presents problems for an offense. Like when you're trying to break in a guy as your backup quarterback, this is not the team you want to be doing it against because you're not going to ever get an idea of like, is he making progress? Is he not? Right, you just don't have it, a chance to to run a flipping like actual play and develop a play. <laughs>
0: like if his first story, read,
1: if his first. first read wasn't open, he had no shot of getting to
0: the yeah. second read. First read, halfway to the second read, run out for the, your life out the gate. Yeah, run for your life. But not, no, I mean
1: uh, it's know. not fun. No, for sure it's not. So, I don't want to. I don't want to come off as like being too, too harsh. Uh, but, you know, I still think there's, there's a ways to go. Um, if you expected, just to come in and, and sling it around, uh, I, I feel like you were, maybe a little misguided.
0: look, Dez hasn't looked good because he doesn't have time. Like you can't expect Prater to look better than Dez. And it's not that Dez's look bad. It's just the same thing. Like, especially as you're trying to figure out these two new tackles and what you're going to do. It, it does not shape up well for trying to block those guys that you have to block right now.
1: No, I mean, you know, and we've, we've, discussed and gone over the you know you're breaking in two new tackles and one of them what what would you say he was at half of the spring practices
0: no the 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 schedule kind of shifted and and in his favor
1: two-thirds maybe maybe he missed a good good handful though yeah well how can you expect to get any continuity when you're breaking in two new tackles one of them misses a third of the practices and you're going up against this defense every day.
0: It's not fun, sir.
1: So um, you know, I'm trying to think. It's also a little tough to judge when they're not tackling full go. Like I think there was yeah. couple, there were a couple sacks that I think should have been credited to the defense that weren't. But at the same time, like, I remember Jerome Ford had a run that I think they whistled was him down after, like, seven yards. And the defender barely touched him. So he obviously wouldn't have tackled him. And it would have been about a 60, 50, 60-yard 60 touchdown run.
0: That was a touchdown.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you you have a lot of stuff like that going on.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a whole lot else to you.
1: No, I think I mean I covered the main things that I was looking for, and observations in in the write up that I did. Um, you know, the receivers impressed the young receivers. We talked about the offensive line. I'm trying to think, there's been so much stuff going on. I, I know I talked about another <laughs> position group. Uh, but now I can't remember so
0: I thought linebackers were good. yeah
1: some some nice hits you know we got some some surprises making plays for you know maybe your 1b or your or your second string guys like will Adams is, is not not looking like he wants to give away the second team safety position.
0: Will Adams, I mean, how can you not be impressed by that? The kid just will not let go of being the second team safety. There's a bunch of dudes behind him on scholarship, highly touted, and Will Adams is like, this is my spot right
1: here. Come get it.
0: I know. You got to talk for a minute.
1: Okay. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I also think – Cole Smith had a nice day. I know he missed one. I felt like he maybe slipped on it, but he hit all of his PATs, hit two field goals, one from 47, which was nice because it was raining and kind of windy. So, you know, hopefully that continues. You know, we've had pretty darn good. He was pretty solid last year, and special teams has always been uh, with Fickle been a positive. And then the rake, Mason Fletcher, is really, really tall, like and
0: really, really skinny. Still, it's,
1: it's like stark to see how tall he is, <laughs> and he has a ways to go. I'll just, I'm not, yeah, you know, a punting the consistency's expert or anything, not there yet. But yeah, uh, you know, we were we were certainly spoiled the last four years, so he's got a ways to go but i don't have any doubts that mace can help get that figured out and if they didn't think he could get there they wouldn't have brought him in so
0: yeah i mean i in watching over the 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 entirety of the spring practices that we were we were allowed in he's got the like he he'll he'll get into one here and there where you're like, oh, there it is. Yep. There it is. We're just we're just used to watching greatness for the past four years. So, you know, it's. uh it, It's it's the, the contrast is stark when you go back. And I'm sure we we had probably a, and I know I had a bunch of the same things to say about Jimmy when he first got here. Yeah. So, uh, Hayden Koval has committed to the University of Cincinnati. That's why Dave and I are both um, taking turns talking, so we can tend to the matters at hand and get a uh, get the coverage up on Bearcat Journal as we are uh, while we are in the middle of the podcast. So that's. Uh, <laughs> That, that's the fun of, of not-so-live podcast content, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know a ton about the guy. I know our members had a gazillion, you know, comments that I did not read. But the only thing I'll say, and you can add more, is three blocks or more in 10 games last year. And for a team that has had zero rim protection the last two seasons, I don't care if he does anything else but block shots.
0: I mean, he had, what, 10 games with at least three block shots?
1: Yeah. I mean, how many games did we have three – how many games did we not even get three block shots total?
0: Right. Oh. Uh, not many, I, you know, not many, not many. Um, and he can shoot it a little bit. So that that's an added bonus is a guy you can pick and pop with, uh, and, and has some mobility on defense. And he's got a year in Wes's system played 19 minutes a game at UNCG, which I, I don't think people realize this. Like I I've seen, uh, you know, forget the comparisons to Chris vote. The the comparisons of the Horizon to the SoCon, what are you doing? Like, the top of the SoCon? about
1: the same gap as you would say, like, from the American to the Big Ten.
0: Yeah. The the top of the SoCon is, you know, is it Houston good? No. Is it Wichita State good in comparison to this year? Absolutely. So this kid has played at a similar level. I mean, that's simple. Yeah, so Brent.
1: I, I, Brent, uh, Brent chimed in. What, 100 and 133s in his career. He was at Central Arkansas before going to uh, yeah. UNCG. So he's not just some guy that will stand in the paint and wait till you come in and come over from the weak side and block your shot. I mean, he's he's athletic and skilled enough to hit 133s in his career.
0: That's that's a lot of threes. Yeah. Um I, I talked to someone who was uh who was very familiar with UNCG. <clears throat> <clears throat> and he said the two hardest playing dudes on that team were Hayden Koval and Jared Hensley. That might be foreshadowing. We'll see. Might be. Might just be. take it for what it's worth. If you don't know Jared Hensley, Hensley is a four-star combo forward that committed to uh, to UNCG uh, and was a freshman for Wes Miller last year. He entered the transfer portal tonight as well. And I, th-
1: and I think, too, we have to remember, and I know the jokes will be made, like bringing his seven-foot white guy with him, you know, just like John did. But we have to remember, as of before this commitment, uh, we knew of five guys that were 100% on the team for next year. Yeah. None of those guys taller than however tall John Newman is.
0: Six, what is he? Six, five, six, six? Uh,
1: something like that. Yeah. So. You have, I don't know how many he's going to end up filling, six or seven spots still to fill. Right?
0: Uh, I think we're down to, like, technically, because we don't know on the Julius. What I'm saying you like,
1: know five guys 100%. Micah,
0: Jer- <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mikey. Mason and John Newman. So those, I mean, maybe other guys do come back, but we know for certain five guys. So he's got six to seven spots that he still needs to fill. Getting a guy that blocks shots and plays 20 minutes a game is not a bad thing to add. Like you have to fill out a roster and it can't all just be you know, in the perfect world, maybe it is, but, like, it can't all just be, oh, go get this guy. He's the best power forward in the portal. Or this guy is the best small forward. Like, there is competition, and you have to construct a roster that makes sense moving forward, too. You can't take a bunch of seniors, or you can't take a bunch of young guys, because then you're not graduating anybody. You're not adding new players. Like, there has to be a balance here. And getting a guy that is a rotational big possibly that will give you 15 to 20 to 25 minutes. will block some shots. We'll keep a defense honest. I think it's a totally good thing to have, especially given how they want to play defense to have a rim protector. You, you have to have one. We saw that last year. I mean, how many times the guys just get beat straight line drive to the rim and there was nothing there to wipe them out.
0: Right. Most of them would be the answer.
1: Right. Like Most you're gonna of them. you're gonna get beat, but it's nice to have that guy back there to, to make your make up for your errors.
0: Correct. Um how about Wes Miller's showing up at practice today? Love it. Talking to the team, challenging Ahmad Sauce Gardner to guard him on a route. I think that was a mistake. I
1: don't think I have a feeling that probably will not work out in Wes's favor.
0: I I don't think he knew what he was getting himself into with that challenge. If that ever
1: happens.
0: I I don't think that that that's going to work out in his favor, but in terms of, and I, you know, I'm sure he did want to stop by and and get a little bit more of an introduction to Luke Fickle and and familiarize himself with the the football program I think if what you know what we know of Wes Miller I can see him being at every football game and like every home game and like having a presence and like being a guy that you know they they put on the the jumbotron and and have him fire fans up like he seems like that kind of guy
1: I feel like watching UC's defense would would give Wes some
0: some feels (laughs) yes yes absolutely so I it, it was a it was a great great PR move yeah I mean that's really
1: you know there's it's really all it is but you know you and I kind of talked earlier like I don't, we don't want to keep coming back to this, but like he keeps so far seeming to push all the right buttons. He's really, and I feel it's honest, like, and sincere, like he's really trying to indoctrinate himself into everything that is UC athletics, whether it's talking to the former players right away, whether it's reaching out to, you know, doing the zoom with you, talking to Justin going to football practice like he really does and he you know it's kind of funny like he said some things that are similar to the what I was looking at when I picked schools like he wants to be uh, he wanted to be at a place where this stuff is super important and not that it wasn't at UNCG but it's just important on a different level so like he can I can totally see what you said like Football is really good. Like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be there. I want to bring my guys there. Like, I want to use that as whatever I can use it for. It's like, look, these guys are doing this. Being in this conference doesn't matter. Like, we can do the same thing they're doing. Yep. It's important to to everybody, whether, you know, the city, the school. Like, he wants to be somewhere where big-time athletics matters.
0: And it matters here. And he's going to use it to his advantage as best he can, without question. Without question. Uh, so right now, as, as things currently stand, you have David DeJulius, Jeremiah Davenport, Mike Adams-Woods, Mike Saunders, Mason Madsen, Victor Locken, Rob Banks was put on scholarship. We'll see if that is a continuous thing. <laughs> uh, I think that would depend ultimately on how the roster shakes out. Sure. You know, they added John Newman and Hayden Koval. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there could be some more good news tomorrow. That maybe brings you to 10. It's actually, Dave, as crazy as this sounds, kind of filling up a little fast.
1: It is. But I mean, are we, do we really think Victor Lockins coming back?
0: My my understanding is he intends to come back to America and play college basketball. Like it you I I don't know that for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that for sure. But he's a kid that's got some ability. I mean, I feel bad for
1: the kid. I mean, he comes to the US in the worst year in like a hundred years.
0: And has to deal with the worst basketball season in like a hundred years. <laughs> I don't all know. things I mean, considered. I don't
1: know why I'd want to, why he'd want to continue. He'd be like, this place is terrible.
0: Right. This sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but it is funny. Like, it's so crazy, man. This, this was breaking about this time, you know, eight days ago, right? Right. And in eight days, everything has changed yeah everything everything so yeah um this is so hard to do while you're podcasting
1: yeah it's not the best
0: brent just sent me the article but the text he sent me was the the john newman text
1: okay cool
0: so that is going to be difficult to uh that is going to be difficult to publish (laughs) i I mean but how crazy it like this guy it's like a force of nature right like
1: you remember the last force of nature
0: yeah luke fickle yeah yeah not wrong came in and next thing you know you get Mike Warren and Kobe Bryant Derek Forrest and James Smith and Jarrell and all of a sudden you're, you're building the band real quick like real quick like
1: yeah I mean I think it's, they it's def- impressive
0: I, man it's impressive
1: they definitely still need size
0: yeah for so, sure
1: I mean I think you're looking at more stretch fours and fives.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think going forward, like, with the way a lot of this is constructed right now, it leads to thinking like, Jeremiah Davenport will be playing a lot of of stretch four.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, If you if you get the Hensley kid, he could play a lot of, of stretch four combo forward. Uh, My understanding, he played, practiced mostly at the three last year for Greensboro, but there is that ability to slide down to the four. Um, So, I mean, that's a little bit of the size. You definitely, I think, need one more center. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm sure they would, you know, they would love – to, uh, to make a splash with a guy like C.J. Frederick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that one's going to be obvious for a lot of reasons, mainly a lot of those reasons being literally everyone in the country is trying to land C.J. Frederick. Right. So keeping him home is, is going to be very difficult, but it, it does sound like at worst case they have a puncher's chance and that's all you can ask for. At this stage in the game, um, what do you think? From I mean, obviously Chris Lapore was made official today. Uh, we have been talking two names on the board, Mike Roberts and Andre Morgan, that we are confident will be joining the staff. Um, my understanding is Wes Miller is is trying to swing for the fences, if you will, on his his third staff hire. What is your impression so far of, you know, the way this thing has gone for Wes Miller in terms of, of building staff and, and getting organized as quickly as possible here at Cincinnati?
1: I mean, I think it's going, going really well. I mean, you have – you know, two guys that you have some familiarity with, which we knew, you know, we knew that was going to happen.
0: Well, yeah, you, you're going to want some of your guys.
1: Right. But, you know, you just look at, you know him better than me, but, you know, coaching at Indiana, recruiting at in Indiana, and where was he before he, te- he worked with West.
0: I have to, I'm have to go look that up and oh, I'm in the okay. middle of I'm in the middle of trying to work right now, Dave.
1: Oh, well, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to get you to like stall me some time so I can get content on the message board.
1: No, I th- I mean, and you know he's clearly going for you know quote unquote a home run higher with the third because I'm sure if he wanted to he could have all the spots filled by now.
0: Probably, yes.
1: So you know, I think hopefully that comes uh, to fruition here in maybe the next 24, 48 hours. and you can you hit the ground running. I mean, I think he clearly had specific guys in mind, and that's always good that you have guys that are ready to to come come with you. That are at other jobs. I mean, we see a lot of bringing the same staff up a level, but it is it is nice to see it when you can pull guys from other staffs uh, to come join you too. And I think, you know, everyone's interested in this last spot because it, it kind of definitely has the feeling of like he's trying to do something special with it. So, you know, that what
0: constitutes. The, that, that's the raging debate. What constitutes special for you?
1: Oh, special for me? Uh, well, my phone hasn't rang. So special for me would have been like, hey, you want to be on the staff? I said, sure. Um, no, but special for me, it's got to be 100% about recruiting. A guy that's recruited, uh, I don't care where, but at a high level. I know everybody get a lot of people get hung up on Midwest or Ohio or whatever I don't I don't care. Show me that you've gotten dudes that other people want to come play at wherever you're coaching.
0: right uh, how important is like quote unquote power five high major recruiting chops?
1: I mean, if that's where this person comes from, that's fine. But I mean, it, it really comes back to just: did you get guys that other schools that we think are good wanted? You know, if you were a, a if you were at a middling SEC school or a middling ACC school, but you got dudes that teams. Well, that yeah, but best,
0: that's high major experience, right? Like, but that's.
1: But that's what I'm saying, like I'm not as like but if you got really good guys that will just use like Gonzaga or there's a lot of high majors though. I mean that's like Yeah but they're not all high major in my mind just because they're in the conference, you know what I mean? Like it's like I'm not counting Vanderbilt high major, but he got do if you if you got a Vanderbilt assistant that got really good players that Tennessee or Kentucky or whoever wanted that's what I want right like just because you were on staff somewhere that doesn't necessarily do it for me like did you get dudes that other people wanted right for sure
0: that's uh is does Nick Vanek would Nick van E qualify as no a home run hire
1: I nodded not even a little bit
0: would, it, would, would you consider it a double? No. Single? Sure. <laughs> like, bunt single?
1: Yeah, like, you, he legged one out. <laughs> I just, I don't, like, I don't have affinity for, for former players to be assistant coaches just because they were former players. Like, would I rather have an assistant coach from LSU who has no ties to UC or Ohio, but was a major part in getting all of the good players that they've had over the last three, four, five years, or would I rather have Nick Van Ixel? It's not even like, I don't know how you even debate that.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm in the same boat. Like this is, this is an important hire because this is going to be the face front hire of your recruiting, I think. Like, if you get the right guy, this is going to be, like, you know, where it's at. Yeah, so. you're,
1: you're counting on him to bring you guys. And, yes, they have other responsibilities, too. But just like in football, you have your coaches that are more your X's and O's, and you have your coaches that do the X's and O's, But their main—they're getting paid to bring in guys. It's the same thing in basketball. Like, yes, you're all gonna do scouts and you're all gonna do skill development. But like, this guy, his main job is to bring us players. And then we got these other two guys, and the head coach, that maybe they're more in line with skill development. And I think
0: Morgan's—I think Morgan is definitely a recruiter, but he's a young recruiter. Like, he's a guy that's. That's working his way up the recruiting ladder, right? Sure. So so you want a veteran, like a guy that's that's been there done that. Right. To go with him.
1: Yeah. You need somebody like if these are your two guys that you got now, like we've said, you need someone that has, has established himself on the level that we want to be at, where he's had numerous recruiting wins. Not like, oh, I got this guy because me and his dad grew up together and I haven't gotten anybody else. Like, and I got this job because I got that guy, but then I haven't been able to get anybody else. So I want to see a guy that, like, I can go, wow, he got this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. And all those guys could have pretty much gone to wherever they wanted to go. They chose to go to where this guy was coaching.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh anything else you got for tonight?
1: I don't think so. Since we're trying to keep this around an hour.
0: Yeah, I think we're we're probably at only at about 50 minutes right now, which for for this show is like <laughs> the first time in six months that we we've we've been short. But uh I've got my phone's blowing up. I got I got crap to do. So I think we're going to we're going to cut this one a little bit short just because I got too much crap. I you know, this is what happens when you have a But you know, in my life. I I took half a day off for a funeral. And it has not stopped since I got back in the car and left my dad's house this evening.
1: We've also this is what our is this our fifth podcast in the last
0: seven days? Let's see. We oh, no. did one.
1: If you count last Monday, we did two emergency podcasts. You did the BBP last Monday, two emergency podcasts, the podcast with Wes Miller, the BBP this week, and now this one. That's six. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't we don't I mean, I don't really have anything else to talk about for months. Maybe. I, I
0: don't I don't either. I don't either. So we're gonna get out of here. We'll we'll cut this one short. We didn't say any bad words, there were no sorry dance today. Uh, you know, it would maybe the podcast is changing. Let us know what you think. If you if you don't want us to join the 24/7 Sports Podcast Network, let me know before it's too late. If you don't like the changes, if you want us to stay the Renegades that we are, discuss in the comments. But uh, I think I'm done for the night. So, that's gonna wrap it up. He's Dave Simone. I'm Chad Brendel. Hayden Koval is a Bearcat. Stay tuned. Maybe another, maybe another Bearcat signal tomorrow. We'll see you next time. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on Bearcatjournal.com.